Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the BB Show. We're here for a special edition of NBA Wednesday. We're once again joined by Luke, who at this point is a regular. Uh, so welcome back, yeah, Luke. Co-host at this point. Yeah, pr- pretty much. Co-host of NBA, point. yeah. yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Love basketball. We yeah. love it. Wow. We're here. <laughs> Trade deadline recap. That's about all we got on the docket. If we have time, maybe a little better or worse, or who we played for, but uh, pretty hectic trade deadline. Uh, one of the craziest ones I can remember in recent days, so. Chen, I, I'm not even going to ask you guys how you how you guys are doing like I normally do. We're just going to dive right in. So you're going to direct the traffic. <laughs> Talk to us. Yeah. So basically, it's it's nothing that's a crazy idea. People grade trades all the time. So today we're going to be giving our uh, NBA trade deadline report cards. And basically, I'm just going to walk through every prominent trade. Um, and when I say uh, prominence, I mean. We're not going over how Dwayne Dedman got moved for cash considerations <laughs> and things things of that nature. <laughs> um, it's going to be the ones that have an impact on the NBA, have an impact on rotations. And uh, yeah, there's a couple buyout candidates as well. We might touch on that. But right off the rip, uh, Kyrie, you know, going to the Clip- or Clippers, excuse me. Uh, he's, he went to the Mavericks, for those that don't know. Um Thoughts, initial grades, reactions. Personally, um, I- I'm giving this one. We'll, we'll start with the Mavericks, right? Because we got to go both teams. Um, I'm giving Mavericks an A as long as they retain him and set the goal in mind when they made the trade. The value is incredible. Um, but I'll, I'll pan it to you guys. Yeah. Um, for the Mavs, it would have been an A plus if and if he does stay, it is an A plus. But I gave an A minus just based off the fact that he might not stay, uh, and then an F if he doesn't stay and they don't want a championship. So, um, Oof. worst case scenario there for Dallas. I don't think that's likely, but yeah, A minus. Um, I think I'd have to give the Mavs a B plus here. I was at first I would have given him probably a, a lower grade just because when you hear like Kyrie, Luca, they both need the ball. But if you look back, I mean Kyrie's. Been, been there, done that. I mean, LeBron has a usage rate just like Luca does. So I think Luca's probably higher now because he's just, you know, this young superstar. But yeah, I mean, the way I think about this trade, man, to be honest, is Luca and Jalen Brunson worked and Kyrie is just a better Jalen Brunson. I think we kind of talked about that, but, right, you know. That I mean, yeah, the the Mavs. I mean, Mark Cuban's out here wheeling and dealing. I mean, he Luca's been telling him, "Hey, man, I need some help. I know you got the guap." So, yeah, go ahead and <laughs> sign Kyrie. Um, like Caleb kind of said, long term. Who knows if this is gonna be you know a thing next year? But um, yeah, I mean, I think I think this is pretty good. The one thing I would want to touch on is um, they've only played about three four games together yet. Um, they're playing tonight too, but um. The game against the Timberwolves that they lost. I don't know if you mm. guys saw, but they were it was Kyrie and Luca at the top of the key, and they must have passed the ball to each other four or five times. And it honestly looked like they were kind of they were being overly selfish. And I think that's a good thing. They're not trying they're to selfless, you mean selfless, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I meant. But yeah, you know, they're just they're getting used to each other. They're not trying to say, Hey, like I'm gonna take this shot from you. You know, they're they're they were you know, they passed. Someone's got to take the shot. I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of just going in circles now. But, yeah, they were, uh, they'll were. they get their stuff together. Yeah, yeah, I think the question is, is can they get it together um, in time for a playoff run? Fast, yeah. You know. No, that's, that's a fair point, uh, fair take. 
definitely I think we all have similar reactions. I mean, it's it's a good move. I mean, moving Dinwiddie for Kyrie or Ring, that's hands down a good deal. Yeah. Um from the Nets aspect of things, what where are we grading that at? I had it at a B. Uh just due to the fact that they didn't really have a whole much of a choice here. Um granted they they were in a tough spot, but I think overall you got a solid return. Your roster can still compete with Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith, but it, it's not a. And you know what? All right, I'm gonna change it. Sorry, C plus, because honestly, it was not that great a return. Uh, but like, it's you still can compete now, and they had their hands tied. And I mean, that's really all I can say on the matter. You knew he was gonna leave. They weren't really. They were competing, but not really a finals contender. Uh, C plus. That's gonna be my final answer. Uh, I have a little different. Based strictly off of the compensation, I probably would have said B minus or B. Um, but given the corner that Kyrie kind of backed them into, uh, I'm actually going to say A, based wow. on what they were able to get in such a short amount of time. And the price goes down when the guy publicly demands a trade. You know what I mean? So to get Dinwiddie a decent score, Finney Smith, solid role player, uh, and then a first and two seconds out of a guy who wanted nothing to do with your franchise, Paired with then just blowing the rest of the roster up by trading KD, which we'll get to. Uh, I, I think they made the best of a poor situation, given you know what they were dealt. You know, I think they expected KD and Kyrie to take them to uh, to play in June this year, and and that was made very clear that wasn't going to happen. So they made the move when they had to. Yeah, I I agree. I'd probably have to say. I don't know. I, I would say before the KD trade happened, I had it a little lower just because it, it's such a shot. It was the biggest trade of the year up until that point. And I, you know, I didn't really know about all the Nets insider stuff until a couple of days after. But, you know, at this point, I would I would probably give it a B just because Dorian Finney-Smith, he's capable, very capable defender. Dinwiddie is, you know, a starter on most teams um, and a bunch of draft picks. So, before the KD trade, I'd probably have it a little lower, but we'll get to the KD trade uh, after this. But yeah, I mean, I think the Nets, I, I feel like at this point, they're kind of just, you know, blowing it up and now they're rebuilding. I don't really, I still don't really see the direction of the Nets. I think they'll be a solid team still, but yeah, I think they, they did pretty solid. Yeah. I mean, to get five yeah. firsts out of two guys. Yeah. I mean, solid. that's not bad. Yeah. That's, yeah. it's not like that's a bad thing. So. Right. Yeah. And no, and I, I mean, most of those firsts do come from KD. Um, I, I'm I was surprised where you guys are coming from. Like, I was surprised they even got a first out of Kyrie off of what happened, as well as Dinwiddie. Like, I mm. thought it would be one or the other. You know, and based on the fact of him publicly demanding a trade, I was impressed they got a guy like Dinwiddie. Uh, and a I first. suppose I, I just had, I value Kyrie pretty highly. In terms of yeah. talent and what he can, and bring I think to you have roster. to. So, yeah, I, I just I, thought you know his his value was definitely higher than that. So, like I understand like where the situation was. It's just it, it's Kyrie, man. Like as good as Dinwiddie is, he, he's not Kyrie Irving. Um, oh that's no, why I kind of exactly. had to scale it down. The Mavs a bit, won the but, when Mavs won the deal. I know I actually gave Brooklyn a higher grade, but on paper, um, the Mavs won the deal and got better compensation. Okay, no, yeah, I just wanted to clarify, and uh, I totally understand what you guys are saying. It's it's a bad situation for the Nets, and we'll kind of continue because 
it, it was going to be bad, you know, for KD after this move happened. And so this wasn't in, extremely shocking. I know I didn't think this was going to happen before the deadline, but Kevin Durant got traded to the Phoenix Suns along with TJ Warren. The uh, just for those who don't know the details, the Nets received back on this deal. Macau Bridges, Jay Crowder, who got moved to the Bucks, Cameron Johnson, and five first-round picks being in 2023, 25, 27, a pick swap in 28, and then in 29, um, all of them unprotected. So <laughs> similar haul to the Rudy Gobert uh, you know, Paul, the Timberwolves kind of gave what up. Fully still can't much. believe. Yeah, I still what? can't even believe that. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah that's, having KD and, uh, and Gobert in the same breath is just not acceptable. I mean, I I hope the Timberwolves learn a lesson from that, just because. But anyway, I know it, it definitely <laughs> feels wrong. It definitely yeah. feels. Uh, we can't go off just, on another Rudy Gobert slandering. No, we don't talk about. No, no, we can't do that. Not a fan. He's banned. Yeah, that's oh, geez, he's banned from the show for a while. Uh, <laughs> my, <laughs> the initial Suns grade. I'm gonna go with an A here. I, I don't have anything really to take away from this uh, negatively. I understand now you're kind of saying like win now for the next couple of years, but that's kind of how the roster looks. I mean, Devin Booker's not going anywhere. They did sign Aiton long term. I know there's rumblings he might be unhappy. And and Chris Paul might decline, but I still think that's a core that is championship caliber year to year. Um so I, I don't really have anything to knock on this move. I mean it's Kevin Durant. This is probably the biggest name to get to get traded. I mean that I can think of. Well, in it doesn't get much bigger than KD. So yeah, unless it's literally like Giannis, a LeBron. I mean, can't, this is nuts. But yeah. uh, what are your guys' initial thoughts? Uh, for Phoenix, I'm giving it an A plus. Win now. The roster is not where you thought it would be. Hasn't been where it has been for the last two years. Uh, let's go get a superstar. Um, and I five first ones a swap, so four first. Uh, Bridges and Johnson give up Crowder, who wasn't even playing for you. I, I kind of like it, man. <laughs> I, I really like this, hence the A+. Plus, but, you know, win now. Yeah, I'd have to agree with both of you guys. I'm, I'm going to go with A+, plus for Phoenix. Obviously, they want to win now. I mean, their roster before KD was, you know, on the border of win now, too. Obviously, it didn't work out. But this is this is my question to you guys. So, when I first saw this, first of all, I was still like, I, I forget what happened, but I was like getting ready to go to bed and I just get the Woj bomb or the Shams bomb, whatever it was. <laughs> and I'm just like, geez, like Katie, Kevin Durant, like top 10 player of all time just got shipped. So I just want to say this trade deadline was like probably top two, like all time. I don't know any other ones. But anyway, this is my question to you guys is, is when does draft compensation like when when is that acceptable because when i look at this trade you traded away kevin durant and the nets get mikhail bridges who's good cam johnson and you know whatever else got in a bunch of picks but it's like you really only got mikhail bridges and some role players and a bunch of picks like i it's i, I i'm having a hard time explaining this but like 
you know, you no, basically traded KD for a bunch of eighth graders. You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> Kevin Durant. Like, and and then what immediately comes to my mind is like, okay, if this was an off season trade, I guarantee you the Nets would have had a way better deal. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I guess that's just my question is when are we going to start, you know, considering drafts is like, like the amount of second round picks that were flying around this trade deadline was insane. So it's just like, yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. Like I, I can't even like put it into words, but like our draft picks really worth it. Like is Katie oh. shipping him? Like, you know, I, I just feel like that's something we have to take into account. I don't know. I, I mean, can't really like the, say it well, but you know what, what I mean? What are the odds? I, this is what you're saying basically. And I agree. Like what are the odds that one of these five picks hits on a player to the equivalent of Kevin Durant? One of these eighth graders. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like extremely low considering there's maybe 10 guys better ever than Kevin Durant. Like he's in, he's a fringe top 10 player. So yeah, um, maybe top 15. We're not going to get into that, but you get my point. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's hard so to find KD. I agree. Like, the league, especially ever since that go bear trade, not to bring him up, but like picks have just been inflated and they get thrown around. Like we're playing 2k or something. Uh, and you can sim the season in 10 minutes and then see if your pick hits another 10 minutes later. Like it's a complete, I don't really understand some of this stuff. You know, it's like, it's not like the NFL where a second round pick holds an extremely high amount of value and even like a third or a fourth, like is worth something. Second round picks hitting is even worse than a first round pick hitting. Like (laughs) name good second rounders ever. There's hardly any of them. So I agree. Yeah. I forgot where I heard this too, but um, I, I heard that the Rudy Gobert trade, like, crash the st- the trade market like the stock market of the that was, nba i'm pretty sure like, that was jimmy i'm pretty sure that was jimmy Hyde. yeah like i mean and, and it did like it pretty <laughs> go there so on a kd level trade i mean what are they doing i still can't yeah. get over that but yeah christian christian what are your thoughts i'm just curious what, what do you get so what is your guys great like at the end of the day for the nets like <laughs> oh, well, that that sounded pretty brutal uh i just Look, I have a feeling you might be towards F here, but I mean, I don't know. Okay. I know I just, I, I hated it. I did basically said, you know, KD for a bunch of eighth graders, but right with, with what the, I guess this is my question before I even give a grade is the Nets have like their team now is, is definitely not a championship team, but it's a capable team. You know, they have a lot of good it guys is. on their squad. They have, they got a bunch of picks. You know, but it's like, where do they go from here now? Because they can't, they didn't just blow it up and they're not playing with bums. They have decent talent on their team. Like, what? what's the next step? Do they try to sign a superstar? They have a lot of pieces, you know, to go Trade down. Like Simmons? Yeah, okay, well, for you're going to get a box of rocks for that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Out of here. I, I would say that. Just because I have I have no idea what the Nets plan on doing. Obviously, the the super superstar trio tandem just did not work at all. So they're kind of just trying to make ends meet at this point. So at, because of that, I'm gonna give them a D D plus to be nice. And um, yeah, I mean I I just don't know where the Nets go from here. If I'm being honest, yeah, I think we're on different pages because to me, I agree with the sense of the Nets having no sense of direction right now. And I like to rewind to when they had a great sense of direction, uh, build around this D'Angelo Russell led young team that weighs overperforming and maybe get another piece or two. And then they blew that up to get this, you know, big three 
Uh, and here we are another three years later and they blow that up. So they seem to be in this win now mode where they can't even like commit to a full season with players. Um, but given the yeah. sense going on the assumption that they are just going to enter a rebuild, uh, I, I, I will give them a C plus B minus uh, on the sense of the haul they got was pretty solid for Kevin Durant. Um, you know, they have five first round picks and what, let's see what they can do with those and see if they can actually be flipping or flip them or actually hit on those picks. We'll see. Um, this could be something though. We look back on 10 years from now and it's, it's worse than an F of a trade, right? Like it could be horrible, but uh, assuming that they can, they're going into a rebuild. I'm willing to give a C plus. I think I'll go a little in the middle, more towards Caleb's route and C uh, just for the sole fact of, I do hear what you're saying, Luke, in the terms of picks are, I don't really know what to value a couple years down the road first round pick anymore. Um, But I will say this because I did hear this recently. It's a good point. We think back to the last time the Celtics did a major trade or um, excuse me, the Nets. It was with the Celtics. And in that hall of, you know, however many picks they were able to get Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And now that's kind of setting it up for what could be a future dynasty if they play their cards right. Um, so I think it is just a matter of if the picks pan out. But yeah, if those picks turn out to be nothing and all you came away with from KD was Macau Bridges and Cam Johnson, oh boy. I mean, yeah, yeah that, and that, and that's, that's F territory. Yeah, that's, that's and, that, and that's kind of why I'm not trying to say that that's exactly what's going to happen because obviously, like you just said, you don't know how picks are going to pan out. And I don't know, just this Nets franchise, as far as winning a championship. 50 yeah, as far as winning a championship, man, I mean, besides the KD wearing a size 17 shoe, whatever the heck, like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just don't, like, they're going to have to capitalize on on their compensation that they got. That's all I have to say. If they don't do well, that, then they just got, they basically traded Mikel Bridges for KD. Yeah, and it becomes a question of, like, when is a player actually untouchable? Like, what, it, it, does every player have a price? Like if Gobert's worth six round first round picks and Katie's worth five, like what there really is no balance in what's going on right now. And like if teams are willing to Accurate. part with every player, I mean it really feels like a fantasy basketball or fantasy football league where it's like everybody's on the market all the time, no matter you could go to anybody with any price and oh, I'll give you ten first rounders for this guy. And it's like, okay, like what at what point does this is this player so good that it doesn't matter what you say? That's a good point. I think it makes yeah. the NBA very entertaining. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. It's it. This was a very fun trade deadline. Just seeing the amount of names get tossed around. Uh, I I think it's only going to continue from here. It seems like more and more people are wanting to just have an instant dynasty. And I don't think it's going to be very successful. You see how it turned no. out with the Nets. Yeah. But the mentality's not going to change, man. Like <laughs> I disagree with that a little. Yeah, you know, I, I think that the the super team era. I think that this Nets team was probably one of the last like super teams we're going to see. Like big three. Super I mean, teams. the, the Suns just kind of pulled. Yeah, up. that's the Mavericks are a guy away. Like I guess what I'm going after is like free agency. Like oh, we're all just going to go be free agents at the same time and go team up. At this one franchise. Oh yeah, that that might be done. I think that that era is done, and teams have realized based off the Warriors, uh, drafting and homegrown talent and stuff like that actually works better than bringing, you know, 
Harden, Kyrie, and KD in free agency, right? If like, you hit on uh, your picks. Yes, but like teams are putting that's, more that's value. That's a big part of it, yeah. You know, but I don't know. It's just a thought. You yeah. are right. Like Phoenix does kind of have a super team. I don't really know who the third guy is, though, because we all agree Chris Paul sucks this season and an eight DeAndre eight. So, I mean, uh, I feel like you don't necessarily have to have three stars to have a super team. Cause like, I mean, even the Warriors are, would you consider Draymond or Clay a superstar? Obviously, Curry, I, KD. I, I, would, I would have when before KD got there. Oh, yeah, but I, I'm just talking like during, you know, 15, 16, like it was a super team, but it was because there were so many solid pieces. Chris Paul, like, for example, the Suns, Chris Paul is solid. I would say Booker and Katie are superstars. Aiton mm-hmm. is solid. I mean, he, he's kind of up and down. I feel like he's kind of been trending up, to be honest. He's been doing good, but mm. I don't know. And another thing you said earlier about just untouchables and like homegrown talent, I feel like those type of players in the league, like the Giannis's or the Jokic's, the people who they get drafted by a team and they stay there their whole career. I feel like those are the most untouchable guys in the league just because, man, if you want to get Giannis, like you're trading your franchise for that, you know? Like, <laughs> Yeah, but and, why isn't KD that guy? That's what I don't get. Because like, he's, he's 34. I mean, this, yeah, he's old. He's been on – this is like his, what, fourth team now? Like he's so good. I'm not trying history. to say – yeah, I'm not trying to say that like – just because it's you know he's so good, it means that he's like touchable. But like, I I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain. But just I I feel like the guys who stay in their city that they're drafted by and turn into a superstar, those are the type of guys. Like Giannis is a perfect example. Like you're not gonna get Giannis or Embiid is another one. Like no one's gonna try to trade for Embiid, yeah. you know. But I mean, yeah, like Steph is another great one. Like these guys are like KD is, you know, better than some of these guys, but he's getting shipped. I mean, he's done been there, done that. So I feel like some of these teams might be afraid, like say someone traded for Curry and he's not the same Curry. So he wasn't Golden State, you know, like they don't know what they're getting. But yeah, I, I don't, don't know, know. Just a thought. Like from the perspective of a GM, though, like there's a level to like. I would so much rather have the homegrown guy, the Giannis, the Jokic or whatever than KD at, at this hmm. point. But even rewinding because KD like this point he's team hopping every two or three seasons how are you supposed to build a long-term successful roster around this guy you know like see like let me ask this question do you guys think he finishes his career in Phoenix no that's tough I don't think so I don't think so I think his contract will run out and at where he's going to be talent wise at that point in his career is going to be interesting I don't know if the Suns will pay him Um, and I did want to add real quick I, I think the main reason and big difference is kind of like it pans back to Kyrie like Giannis Steph and B none of those guys have requested a trade or have been you know disgruntled like they're all team players they're all into their systems like it's I don't want to say like it's a personality thing but it, it kind of is yeah you know just how you approach the game and so in your mind is KD KD just kind of saying I, I can't lead this team by myself to championships so I want to go somewhere else I mean, without there was so much going on. There was so much going with, on in Brooklyn, man. Yeah, I don't, yeah. With, I well, with all, all due, all due respect to KD, he's done it before. He went to the Warriors a long time ago. Yeah, that's I mean, what I'm this, getting. I can't say we haven't seen this coming. Um, I don't fault him. Like, if he wants to stack rings, I don't fault him for doing it. But he also can't get upset when people bring it up in all time arguments. Yeah. Like he's never, he's never gonna be close to that top no matter how great of a talent is and what he accomplishes from here on out 
plays till he's 40. He's going to have so much baggage for his kind of, you know, legacy case that that's, again, why I think the deal wasn't as good as we initially anticipated because you could see Chris Paul retire or something. Devin Booker gets hurt. Katie doesn't like the situation. He requests a trade. We don't know. So yeah. that's just, that's my thoughts on Katie. I love him as a player, but I see where these GMs are coming from. I just yeah. want to go on record saying this too. I think Phoenix has a two year, well, I guess, I guess two and a half. I'll count the rest of the season, but they have a two and a yeah. half year window at a championship. And if that doesn't pan out, uh, I'd agree. Phoenix is done. They're Chris Paul's retired. Yeah. Katie's shipped. It's Aiton and mate Booker's probably going to want out at that point. I mean, you could argue Booker's another one of those homegrown talents too, but I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, if they don't get a ship, I mean, hey, uh, Phoenix is going to turn back into poverty like we always knew him. But anyway, just wanted to have that on record. <laughs> oh, appreciate it. Appreciate the take. Because, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you're going to be right. I, I actually have the same kind of window in terms of if the things – it's kind of KD's timeline, man. Like It's like two and a half years, and then he's, all right, we didn't get a championship, I'm out. Um, but we can move on to the next kind of big trade that happens. It was a three-team trade, and oh man, I will say there's definitely some winners and losers here. Um, the Los Angeles Lakers received a package of Malik Beasley, D'Angelo Russell, and Jared Vanderbilt. The Minnesota Timberwolves got Nikal Alexander Walker, Mike Conley. And three seconds, and we know the value of those right now. And the Jazz came away with Damian Jones, Juan Toscano-Anderson, Russell Westbrook, the Lakers' 2027 first-round pick with a top-four protection. And, yeah. So, I'm just going to say right off the jump, if we're going to start with the Lakers, that's an A-plus deal. They got the best players. Ah, I think I love all three of these guys more than anybody else that was traded here. And again, they don't care about their picks right now. And it was all seconds that were moved besides their 2020. That's because that's all they have, but right. So, but in terms of value, um, Malik Beasley and D'Angelo Russell are averaging combined six threes a game. It made. And amongst Russell Westbrook, Pat Bev, Austin Reeves, who is still on the roster. um, There's two other names, but, it was like five guys were making five and a half threes a game. And we know the terrible efficiency of Pat Bev and Russ. This is, in terms of what their roster, what it does for them, it opens up the floor so much more. Uh, being only four games back from the play-in, AD's finally healthy for eh, who knows how long. Uh, this this could be dangerous. I, I really like this. And D'Angelo Russell is clearly the best player that got moved in this trade. Uh, in terms of compensation, yes, A+. plus. I think the Lakers, for what they got out of Russell Westbrook, I, I don't know how they could have done any better, honestly, mm-hmm. and, I, and I don't know why anybody made this trade. Uh, in terms of long, <laughs> like, in terms of long, long view for the Lakers, um, I don't think this changes my opinion of them at all. I think they're a bubble playoff team, fringe playoff team. Maybe they get in the play-in and win seven or eight, but this does in the West. There's they're not coming out of the West, man. They're not beating the Nuggets. They're not beating the Suns. Uh, they're not beating the Mavericks. 
I, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't see it. And a lot of that does ride on Anthony Davis not being healthy, but uh, I don't think he will be. So, um, yeah, this doesn't change my opinion of them at all. Uh, but A-plus for this trade. I don't know how they got anything out of Russell Westbrook, let alone this. This is exactly what they needed if they were going to make a run. Yeah. Yeah. Luke? Um, well, I want to say shout-out Rob Palinka for making a good move. <laughs> I think he was definitely on the hook after, you know, whatever's been going on in LA these, you know, past couple of years. Um, as for the trade, I'd give it an A. Um, I think like you guys have been already touched on, you know, for what they gave up. I mean, D'Lo and Malik Beasley, those are like two starters, you know? So I think this honestly, I, at first I was kind of like, eh, you know, this might not really do too much to the Lakers this season, but I think if they can figure it out, man, I... I could see him jumping up. I, I think the West is super stacked. I don't think this makes them a championship team, but I could see them sneaking in at the seven or eight seed and going on going for like a round or two run. I mean, if you got LeBron on your team, like you can never you can never discredit that. So I don't know. I think the Lakers did great. Um getting rid of Westbrook too. I mean, he's you know, he's I don't know what he is now. I don't know how he's gonna like Utah. He <laughs> a buyout sure candidate. Yeah, I thought he was going to get bought out and shipped to like the Clippers or something. But and also, I, I've also heard um, <laughs> Russell Westbrook during an interview or something was like, yeah, I don't like the fans in Utah. They're always saying like a bunch of crazy stuff like and now look, look yeah. at where he ended up. But um, yeah, man, I mean, I think the Lakers did great. Um, I just want to be the first one to say it, man. The, the Timberwolves just like GM or whoever is doing these trades, man. They need to be shipped. They need to be fired. I'm glad we're talking um, about this. Yeah. Yeah. The the Timberwolves, I mean, Mike Conley. Like, the only thing I can, like, think of is, like, okay, you know, Mike Conley and Rudy Gobert used to have a, a little connection out in Utah. No, dude. Like, it's Mike Conley. He's significantly worse than D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell has been playing, like, you know, pretty good these past couple months. He started off the season slow. He's been improving. I think D'Angelo Russell, yeah, I mean, I think D'Angelo Russell is one of that is a happy camper now, and now he's back in L.A., but as for the Timberwolves, man, you're, I don't know, I don't know what they're doing out in Minnesota, jeez, they are, they are just not, not it, and yeah, the Jazz, I don't know, but take it away. (laughs) No, because we got to touch and give some Timberwolves grades out here, and right away, I'm going to start and say this is D. And I think it's generous. The only thing that saves this trade is the second round picks that might turn into something Uh, because the straight up just player trade here. They gave up Malik Beasley, D'Angelo Russell and Jared Vanderbilt for Mike Conley and Nikal Alexander Walker. I mean, D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley alone are better players at better than both those guys. And he threw in Jared Vanderbilt. I get they get some second round picks, but again, I don't know what their GM was doing. And especially for D'Angelo Russell, you could have got better value, in my opinion. You talked about the season he was having. Um, It it felt like just because D'Angelo Russell was on the trade block, they felt they needed to move him. But not for this, man. I I mean, Mike Conley, he's falling off and only going to get worse. D'Angelo Russell, I still he's not in his prime, I don't think. In my opinion, he's still got a couple more years. Uh, I, ah, just very bad. I don't even know if D is right. It might be an F trade. 
honestly. The way second round pick values are right now, uh, I don't know why they did this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I, uh, either, bro. I don't know either. <laughs> I have to agree. I don't. I think you said it best, and this is you said it best. Like it felt like. He what did they gain? The can you give? Me, can you name exactly. one positive thing they got? No, they can't. I can't because it felt like he was on the trade block, and the only people who called asking was LA, and he was like, "Well, we got to do something, so let's just make a move." Oh, and it was just man. like this paired with the Gobert trade is it's really just not a good look for whatever his name is in Minnesota. I'm about uh, to look it up, bro. I, I got to know this guy's <laughs> name. Who is making these trades in Minnesota? Uh, I'll go D+. Plus. Uh, they got picks. They don't have any, if you recall, from Gobert. So to get a little bit back, I know it's none of them are first. But, yeah, um, you know, it is what it is. I, I, they got a little bit back. I, I don't think Con- I don't think Russell and Conley uh, – Russell is definitely a better player. I don't think it's as huge a fall-off as maybe you guys do, but it's definitely a fall. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, maybe Conley fits the system. What they're trying to do better, maybe I don't know. I, I don't know, man. They better hope. Uh, maybe, I mean, maybe that... they're trying to get the ball in Edwards' hands more, you know, and out of Russell's. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Uh, no, at least you're... the best we can do is speculate. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, at least you're trying to give them a positive spin. I, I can respect that. Um, and to to be honest here, the Jazz didn't really do a whole lot better. Um, I do think a first-round pick, especially four years from now, Lakers could be really bad. With Russell Westbrook, who is a better point guard yeah. than Mike Conley, but that's more of the same. And then Juan Toscano-Anderson, Damian Jones. It's all just... No, I actually... It's all just eh. But they're a young team. They didn't need Mike the, Conley. So. When it comes to the Jazz, I'm willing to do a B or B-minus here. Uh, I think that agree. Like, they've had a hot start, but they still recognize that they need to be in a rebuild. And they have a lot of picks, man, from Mitchell Gobert, and now yep. uh, this trade. You know, I I I, I kind of like this actually. You know, let's let's bring on this guy. I don't know what they're going to do with Ross at this point, but um, you know, bring this in and just get more picks. And they seem to be. I like it. I'm going in circles, but I like it. B. I'll give him a B. Yeah. Um, fair, fair. As as for the Jazz, I I'd also give him a B. I mean, I I don't know how Westbrook's gonna do. You know what's gonna happen with all of that. But as for just picks in the future, I think the future is bright for the Jazz. They have a solid roster now. Um, I don't think they're gonna be contending anytime soon, but pretty solid. Um, panning back to the Minnesota sellouts, uh, Tim Connolly. Yeah. Um, formally introduced as the new general manager. Uh, when was this? This was like a year ago. Uh, five uh, year, forty million dollar contract. Wow. Yeah, man. Um, it was he? Yeah. Did he do the Gobert trade too? Oh like yeah, yeah. Two? I just found oh, the yeah. article. He he tried to say how how impactful Gobert was going to be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. So okay. I just wanted to spin back real quick to have this on record as well. Um. Yeah, that's an F. That's a D minus. I D minus if I'm being nice. Um, yeah, Tim Connolly is the worst GM in basketball right now. Mm-hmm. So you pay me half of that money and I do a lot better. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Continue. Wow. Uh, we're going to ignore that comment. Um, just saying it back to, the uh, yeah. too, I got a question for you guys. Does this feel like a non, uh, late lead GM move here? <laughs> like, do you guys know what I'm getting at? Like this feels non-lead like a non lead. Yeah. I that think it, I think it's a good way to it put does. it. 
But I think it was Rob like, Belinka this whole time. Yeah, I think feels he like realized Rob finally put his foot down and said, "Stop screwing us over." Like I'm, let me do my job. Well, I think I think what really yeah. did it was Kyrie to the Mavericks. I mean, obviously there was reports saying, like after the trade, that Kyrie LeBron was clearly communicating to Kyrie, you know, come to L.A. Nets didn't let that happen. So mm, yeah, Rob Palinka sitting there like, dang, well, we got to keep LeBron happy. He's the GOAT. So he had to go out and make something. D'Angelo Russell was young when he was in LA. I don't even think he was that bad. I mean, that whole, they had so much young talent and it just didn't work yeah, out. LeBron but, blew it up. <laughs> yeah. And here he is back. I mean, I feel like D'Angelo Russell is, I mean, him and Kuz are, you know, the two best guys out of there. So I don't know. I, I think this is strictly Rob Palink. I don't think LeBron was going out and saying, oh, you know, go, go do this. I also, this is kind of, this is kind of random, but Malik Beasley is like, um, is like dating Scotty Pippen juniors, like mom and now they're teammates. So I RIP Scotty Pippen junior. That's going to be tough, but yeah. So I, I don't think Lee GM was in the works here, but I think Rob Palinka just felt the pressure after Kyrie got shipped and yeah. I think the Lakers want LeBron to sign resign after this year. I think they do. Do you think he will? I don't know, man. I yeah, I, I really don't so know. It, that's such. It depends because here's my thing with Anthony Davis. It feels like there's some tension. Oh, like Anthony Davis seems very concerned on winning and doesn't care about all the outside crap. And LeBron clearly does care about like Hollywood and stuff. So. I mean, maybe he likes staying in LA. He might just resign with them to stay at home. But I think there definitely could be a better team out there. It really just depends on what's on his mind. I th- honestly, if I were the Lakers, I don't know if I'd want to resign him. I don't know how much longer you're. I mean, I don't know if their championship window is open for very long with him on your roster. Yeah, yeah. but as a business, I feel like he might just get the pass. You know. I mean, it's LeBron. I mean, yeah, I, I don't. It's I so just, box office that they might just. That's keep true. That. Yeah, I just can't see. Like, I don't know. I I feel like, especially just the Lakers as a franchise and LeBron, just the caliber of player he is. I feel like he would probably finish his career there. But I mean, who knows? I mean, if Bronny gets drafted to the Thunder, I guarantee you LeBron's going to the Thunder. So that's another yeah. factor we got to consider. I mean. Yeah. You know, I I he's been on record saying he wants to play with Bronny before he retires. So whether he does it at you know, 40 or 50. I mean, geez, who, who knows? It's hard to, it's hard to say, but yeah, LeBron's just, he's, he's going to be in the league for another like five years. So who knows? Yeah. I will say though, like we saw it with Brady when that fall off comes, it comes hard. <laughs> it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's true. Yeah. His life. Yeah. Is fast, you know, but... once it, once it finally catches up to him, he's, he's going to look like Russ has the last two years. Like that's, you know, uh, I would have to disagree. I'm not going to be – I remember seeing a tweet like that get, always gets reposted from like 2016 of some fan saying, oh, thank God LeBron's like 30-something. Yeah. <laughs> he's not going to be good for much longer. And here we are like more than five years later, he's still good. So I'm not saying he's going to be this good, but it's uh, it's LeBron, dude. He's timeless. I, I'm going to – I'll take LeBron in the retirement home just like you take Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I cannot. I cannot uh, counterpoint that. I love how we always end up on the brown man. Stuff <laughs> you know along the Lakers, but overall, yeah, great move for the Lakers. Uh, kind of bad for everybody else. 
definitely a Timberwolves. Not sure what uh, the point of it was for them. But nonetheless, uh, we can pivot here because uh, my Bucks got Jay Crowder. And the price for him was questionable, depending on who you ask. Um, the Bucks received Jay Crowder. In order to get him, they had to dump some assets. Uh, three second-round picks went back to the Nets. Two second-round picks went to the Pacers in order to take on George Hill, Serge Ibaka, and Jordan Wara. Um, personally, uh, yeah, it sucks losing Jordan Wara, but at the end of the day, Crowder's definitely a better player and fits our timeline better, and George Hill and Serge Ibaka were out of the rotation. Um, so that doesn't really concern me. Five second-round picks, again, we touched on the value of it. Do I believe this was an overpay for Jay Crowder in terms of value? Yes, because I don't think Jay Crowder is as good as everyone thinks he is. He's a great defender, but like for career, he's a little bit below 35% from three. He's not this like amazing 3 and D guy. He's okay. Um, I'm going to give the trade overall for the Bucks a B. Uh, That's just my initial analysis. I think it's an improvement for the roster, but it's not an A because I don't like what we gave up for him. It was a bit of an overpay. Yeah, I'm going to go A minus. I think that the compensation was good. I'm higher on Jay Crowder than you are. I think you added a really good defender to a really good defensive team uh, that wants to make a run, obviously. Uh, defense wins championships. So to trade two guys, and like I'm just calling the second rounders all a wash. So to trade two guys who don't play for you, Jordan Nora for Jay Crowder, basically, uh, I think that's pretty. I think the Bucks came up pretty good here. So A minus. My only just concern, though, is I know you say the second round picks are wash, and I understand the value is kind of at an all-time low for them, but now it's, to my knowledge, we don't really have any first or second round picks for, like, the next three or four years. Uh, like, we, we cashed in a lot on the Drew Holiday in terms of making a lot of these win-now moves. This might be one of the last trades we can make to upgrade our roster for a while. And so that's why I had it like it's it's a good move in terms of bringing got the guy in, but I was hoping for a little bit better with our remaining assets. I don't but know. I mean, you I guys hear you. are in championships, like multiple championship now modes, and you're one of the like three or four rosters that are capable of actually doing that. Uh, so to find a way to even incrementally improve this roster, especially defensively, uh, I think that's a win. Yeah, I think I'd have to split it right down the middle and give it a B plus. Um, I didn't. I I kind of forgot what the Bucks had actually given up to get Jay Crowder. But as for his fit on the Bucks, I think it's great. I mean, we just touched on it. He's a good good defender. I mean, he's made good you know clutch shots in the playoffs for previous teams. Not the best like three point shooter, but he's he's average. Um, but yeah, I mean, as for like what the Bucks gave up, um. Everything you just said, I I just highlighted Jordan Nora. I mean, he's that's about it. I mean, yeah, you'd like to see him stay, but if you know if the team wants him, then go ahead and ship him. Jay Crowder's clearly better. Um, and yeah, I think this all just boils down to this is like the most like low key win now move. I think, like you just said, Christian. I mean, the Bucks don't really have, you know, for the next couple of years, they don't really have much to work with. But also for the next at least two years, I mean, they're they're in win now mode and with all these other teams kind of getting stacked up in the league. I mean, they still got that one guy named Giannis on their team. So, 
if you can build around him, man, you always got a chance. So I don't know. I, I really like this for the Bucks. Um, and this just brings up another point too. I am so excited for the playoffs, man. Like just, yeah. just especially after this uh, trade, not trade deadline, East, though, man. <laughs> I mean, just, just regard, just <laughs> overall, man. Overall, I, I think these playoffs are going to be so fun to watch. But yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to get too, too off topic. But yeah, Jay Crowder to the Bucks, B plus. Okay. No, 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 that's it's all very reasonable. Uh, definitely a, a win overall for the Bucks, no okay. doubt. Definitely for this season. Um, in terms of like the Nets and Pacers grades, like the the Pacers just kind of hopped in on this deal. It seemed like to just take on, you know, the vets we wanted to dump and get some picks. I'll give them an A. I mean, they basically they didn't give up anything. They just helped facilitate the trade. And I'm also yeah. going to give the Nets an A as well because. I doubt Jay Crowder would have played for them either. It was basically an empty asset that you turned three second round picks for. If you're getting anything out of nothing, that's an A to me. Um, but any, any differences of opinion here? Not really. I concur. Um, this kind of pairs, obviously, the for the Nets with the KD thing. So, um, you know, it's kind of on the same vein in that sense. And then for the Pacers, they kind of just got stuff like, for basically nothing. <laughs> so yeah. not a team in win now mode, kind of just getting second round picks. So, yeah. Yeah. Solid for the Nets. George, George Hill back to Indiana. Um, I think I heard that Serge Ibaka is going to get bought out. I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, I, I don't even know if he, I, I believe he did. Anymore. Yeah. Um, I, I yeah, believe okay. he did get bought out and um, bought out he was talking with the heat. He's talking. No, I guess the, the heat. Yeah. For some reason they, <laughs> Like the idea of Serge Ibaka, um, yeah, good for I the Heat's. Know. Yeah, they they just need rot- rotational guys in the bench. I believe they're kind of weak right now. It's like Gabe Vincent, Max Schroess, you know, Caleb <laughs> Martin. Like they yeah, need they're some the biggest losers of this trade deadline. By the way, I I would definitely agree with you there. I mean, their their best move might be getting Russell Westbrook from a buyout. Um. I don't know, we can we can pick the Heat or the Bulls. Heat or the Bulls, man. Bulls just sat Bulls didn't do anything. Looked which, around. Yeah. yeah, that's that's definitely. <laughs> we, I, I don't know where you even go there. Yeah, <laughs> one of the teams that clearly needed to make moves and dump some players, and they chose to do nothing at all. Uh, I, I it's crazy I, to me. I have a feeling this off season there's going to be a lot of a lot of changes going on in Chicago. At least that's. That I hope so, move. man. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> it's so GM just must most something we know we don't. I, I guess I. I, I actually like wouldn't. It. I wouldn't mind if we signed Russ, just because it's at the point where it's like, yeah, why not? Like, give it a shot and just see if it works. At least for this like, season, yeah. Yeah, like for this, you're like, hey, maybe he's got something left in him, right? Like, you get him on a team that you know he can just put up numbers, right? Maybe, yeah. In the playoffs, it's not going to change anything about you know this season i'd rather not make the playoffs i would have rather dumped everybody at the trade deadline except for a couple guys but you know it is what it is yeah no that's hey good takeaways on it all um i i'm gonna pivot here and uh we're gonna go with another lakers trade man because honestly i i feel like probably one of the biggest winners uh, of this deadline was the lakers they were able to get mo bamba for Pat Bev and a second round pick. And Pat Bev, I'm pretty sure, also got bought out. So essentially a yeah, second he got round waived. pick. 
for Mo Bamba, a guy who actually has been very good from three this season and is going to probably be a key piece in this rotation. Like they, they have basically made the best possible moves. This once uh, again like, feels just, like a move preparing for a team that does no, not have LeBron on it next year. Like that's just kind of how I feel. That's like, fair. We're, we're building around Anthony Davis moving forward, which I wouldn't do. But at least they're getting a team. This is great. Yeah. Like they're finally yeah. getting competent yeah. players, you well, know, to yeah. add to their stars. Uh, and they're young uh, too. I, right. No, I'm I'm giving this one an A. Um, are you you're siding with me here? pretty good trade right uh yeah i i don't think mo bamba is anything ridiculously special but he's definitely but for a second round that's enough yeah he's he's definitely a a good piece i'd go i'd go a minus b plus um which is paired with the a plus i gave him before and that's really the trade deadline i think they're the biggest winners so luke no doubt i'd have to give him probably an a minus i mean mo bamba he i mean besides that whole uh I forget who he got in a fight with, like that whole like game Check fight left. thing. Yeah, I I don't know, but he got suspended <laughs> for a couple games, whatever. But I mean, Mo Bamba, he obviously he wasn't what you know he was supposed to pan out to be as up to this point. But he's he's on a Magic team where they're so young and they have so much depth. I mean, at this point, he's fighting for minutes against like Mo Wagner. So just getting him out of that situation is, I feel like, best case scenario for him and the Lakers. Because the Lakers clearly, you know, could use him, especially because they just got rid of Thomas Bryant. So, yeah, right. I mean, I think this is a great move for the Lakers. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt, man. Uh, magic grades. I mean, it's they they opened up more room for, you know, the younger guys. I, I don't really think Mo Bamba was a part of the long term plan either. So I'll give it B plus, A minus. Okay, value. I'll say I B. Um, I think it's a little bit worse because I it really, I don't know. I mean, Mo Bamba. For I don't know Mo Bamba's market. I just don't. I don't think it's very high. I don't. You know, I don't know. I'm not the biggest fan of this for Orlando, but I do understand. Like, if he's not a part of your long term thing, like I, I long term plans, get rid of him. But I would have liked to see him maybe get thrown on like a bigger deal in a sense where they maybe, you know, use him to get more compensation for just a second Pat Bev, who they waived the next day. So yeah. B minus actually. Yeah. I I hear you. Luke? I'd probably just give him a B B plus probably. Just because I mean I feel like Mo he he wasn't really getting any uh he wasn't really playing very much and he was having a solid season for what he like for the minutes he was getting. But like, like Christian kind of said, I just don't think he's, or I don't know if it was Christian or Caleb, but regardless, I don't think he was kind of part of their, part of their plan. So, I mean, to get a second round pick and, you know, shit Pat Bev, I mean, yeah, pretty yeah. solid. All right. Moving and, on. Yeah. Then the Nuggets got, got Thomas Bryant. right? They did. Yeah. And I guess we can cover that one real quick. Um, just so we have to keep popping back to the Lakers. Yeah. Um, I believe the exact value was what was the three team deal? Um, I a second and cash consider. consider. It, it, I don't think it was a three team deal. Was the it? Lakers? I just all I'm seeing is Devon Reed oh, and Reed, three second right. round picks with the Nuggets. Which I mean, for the Nuggets, getting a backup big for. Jokic, I mean, Thomas Bryant's been playing really well. Yeah, he's. Yeah. I was, I'm really high. Seconds. I'm really high on him, my Indiana guy. But 
Yeah, I think the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets won this trade, uh, at least for Thomas Bryant. But yeah, I mean the Lakers made so many good moves, you can't really knock them. So. Yeah, yeah, I give I give the Nuggets a B plus A minus for this. Just getting depth, um, which they don't really need much more of, but somehow they got it. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'll stick with B as well. Um, it's definitely a good move. Um, three seconds. I mean, that's again, you can determine the value of that all day long. The Lakers, I will say definitely won this though, considering. So if we're looking at this in retrospect, they just got Mo Bamba. And I think in terms of value, him and Thomas Bryant are similar. Mo Bamba actually might fit the roster better. Um, and you gave up one second for Mo Bamba, but you got three back for Thomas Bryant, uh, plus Devon Reed. I think that's definitely a good value for them. So I'll go A minus. All right. Yeah. I can get behind that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just high on Thomas Bryant, man. I feel like he's – I can't even say he slept on because I feel like people are now just getting hip to how good he actually is. It's just like a solid, you know, young center. But yeah. I think he's going to be a great fit in Denver, so I'm excited to see him. I agree with that. I agree with that. No doubt, no doubt. Um, there's, there's not like – there's some decent trades left, and we've been kind of going for a while. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you guys. It's, it's There's two more hour. I definitely want to talk about. Okay, what are the two? Uh, Jakoperto and James Wiseman. <laughs> okay, cool. I definitely want to talk about Jakoperto. Um, <laughs> because, oh, geez. For the Spurs, this is great. All right, they got back Ken Birch, a 2024 first-round pick, and two second-round picks. And the Spurs are actively trying to tank, so moving Jakoperto was great from them. Uh, the Raptors are looking to draft Wemby. Yes, yes, that's, <laughs> that's what they needed. From the Raptors' perspective, uh, I'm not sure why you really do this. Uh, I don't hate the deal because I don't think they... Okay, no, I don't like the deal. Hate's a strong word, but I'm not saying like this is really good. They, they make an, a roster improvement, but it's not like they were going anywhere. And to give up picks, uh, when the, the, they probably are going to get a pretty good pick and maybe even next year, depending on where the roster goes. I just don't like the move. I think it's like a D plus move for me. Not a fan. I would have liked to see the Raptors go after a more scoring guard, like we previously talked about. Yeah, um, they didn't need and this moving Van Vliet. Uh, I think they did need a true five a little bit. I, like the, these lineups that they're putting out are like five wing or four wing players like Fred Van Vliet. It's like, what what is going on with this? So to get a true five to pair with Pascal, I I think it's all right. I'll give a C plus for the Raptors and probably a B plus for the Spurs. Um, Just like you said, um, if you're going to try and get Victor Wembanyama, you probably don't don't want to pair him with Jakob Okay, let's move Jakob You know, um, it seemed like Toronto was desperate to get him back. They must have really liked him. So I I think they got, I mean, they get a first out of it, top six protected, but I, I like it for San Antonio. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I probably, no. I probably give, I probably give the Raptors like a C. I feel like the Raptors are kind of similar to the Heat in the fact that they're kind of just at this spot where, you know, you, you tried to win now, didn't work out. I mean, I don't even know if the Raptors tried to win now, but I actually did. I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess if Gary <laughs> Trent Jr. and Van Fleet are, are leading the charge, I mean, I, I guess mean, they that's did what they win, do. But yeah, go ahead. Well, that yeah, I mean, that was that was at this point that was four years ago. But was anyway, yeah, 2019. Gosh, why Leonard? But anyway, I don't know. I I just really expected more. I I feel like the Raptors are another team like the Bulls that needs to do a lot this off season. They kind of just sat back and got Yaka Pirtle. I mean. I don't know. I, I just I, I do agree they definitely needed a, a true five on their team because Siakam is is basically their whole team and he's playing center. I mean you can't really be doing that and have success. So I don't I don't hate getting getting a center on your team, but as for just the moves, I thought Van Fleet or OG was gone for sure, but I don't know. I, I could almost bet money that at least one of those guys are getting shipped this offseason. But yeah. Pretty pretty solid. And as for the Spurs, yeah, I mean, what was their what was the pick that they got? A uh, uh, twenty four first, top six protected, and then they got two more seconds. Jeez, yeah, mm. I mean that's pretty Ken solid Burke. for the Spurs too. Yeah, I don't know who that is, but yeah, that's pretty solid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, definitely just not a head scratcher for me. Like Timberwolves was head scratching for sure. This for the Raptors is another one. But yeah, we'll talk about the last trade uh, on the slate here. And it's, it's a four-team trade. Um, some interesting players were moved. The Hawks received Sadiq Bay. The Pistons got James Wiseman. The Warriors got Gary Payton II, who some weird situation going on there with his abdominal injury. The trade almost got canceled. Because he didn't pass a physical. Uh, I didn't hear that. So that's, yeah, no, that was that yeah. was like a huge story. Um, and Gary Payton's actually gonna be out for like the next month. Apparently, he's been playing through some core injury. But uh, anyway, they still end, it did go through. So the Warriors got Gary Payton back. Um, and the Trailblazers, I might have gotten the best haul here. They got Kevin Knox, but five second round picks. Um, and Oof. you know if that can get flipped for. Jay Crowder, I mean, in terms of value, I think they probably won here. But uh, I'm curious your guys' thoughts on the whole trade. It kind of seemed pretty lateral move for a a lot of teams. And actually, the Pistons kind of have a log jam there at center as well. So they might be the big loser for me. Um, But, yeah, initial thoughts here. I think um, (laughs) – Here's here's what's crazy is we're at this point where we consider James Wiseman, who was a number one overall pick like two or three years ago, uh, to be comparable to Gary Payton II, who is, you know, I mean, he's not a bad player by any means, but he's not number one overall pick. And so I think the biggest takeaway here is the Warriors, yeah. they must really not like Wiseman, man. I mean, he's still super young. And so if that's going to end up being a bust, um, you know, maybe he excels in Detroit. Not many people do, so I would be shocked if he does. Um, I don't blame Detroit for taking this on, and my grades are kind of kind of all be B's kind of across the across the board here for these four teams. I think, it, like you said, it's fairly lateral. Um, Gary Payton, I, I mean, they basically traded Wiseman for Payton. They must really want that. I think it helps their roster. They get that perimeter defender back that they clearly have been missing this year. Um, their defense is way down from where it was last year, but uh, I don't know. I, I my biggest thing here is like the what if of the Warriors hitting on this 
first overall pick they had in the middle of their dynasty that they already moved the guy, you know? Yeah. Well, it was second, but right. If they would have added LaMelo Ball, I mean, they couldn't have gotten Ant Edwards, but I mean, getting LaMelo Ball is, that would be very interesting to their current roster. Luke, what are your uh, takeaways here? Um, so I'll just come out and say it. Um, I think the Trailblazers and Warriors get an A minus. I think that the Trailblazers just got a solid haul overall. I mean, a couple seconds and Kevin Knox is not bad. Um, the Warriors, man, I, I feel like James Wiseman was kind of just this what if baggage that they've been just, you know, been forced to hold on to ever since he just didn't pan out and he just didn't really fit the system. So, I mean, and, oh, and another thing is Gary Payton, the second man, he he's another one of those guys who was in the Warriors system, was good in the Warriors system. So I think they're really glad to have him back. He's already got chemistry like he literally the day before he got traded, he was taking a picture with Jordan Poole, like in his Trailblazers uni. So I, I don't know. He probably knew something was going on. But yeah, I think the Warriors, that that's a great move by them. Um Hawks get Sadiq Bay. I think Sadiq Bay is kind of just needed a change of scenery. I mean, this guy goes for like 15 or 50. So I don't know. I don't hate it. Not, not bad for the Hawks. I'd, I'd probably give them like a, I mean, you're losing, um, losing Gary Payton the second. I, or I'd give him, I'd give him a B, B plus probably. And then the Pistons, man, I think they are the losers of this trade. I, I don't, they already have Isaiah Stewart and Jalen Duran. I don't really understand why get Wiseman. I mean, maybe, you know, run him at the four or something, but he's like seven. One. I don't know, man. The Pistons, that's another just poverty franchise, but I don't know. I'd probably have to give that like a, a C plus just because I don't really understand why I have three centers, you know, all young too. Like, I, I just don't really get it. I mean, I also don't get the Pistons, but yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Very fair take. Um. But yeah, I mean, is there any other trades we need to talk about? I mean, I know John Wall went back to the Rockets, which was hilarious because he was saying how much he hated it a week before on a podcast. Yeah, that's going to be a wild situation Uh if he ended up actually making it to the locker room. Oh, he just got got waved. He got waved. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but that would have been a very funny situation if he was forced to play with those guys. I'm not even gonna lie. like. <laughs> I will say Eric Gordon on uh, the Clippers is pretty. I, I kind of like it actually. I, I yeah, think it's a good move. Helps the Clippers, Clippers out. That's for yeah. sure. Um, Plum and down. they got Bones Highland for yeah. pretty much nothing. That was the Nuggets kind of. I didn't like that move. I, I think they messed up there. I yeah. I, I was but, gonna uh, say I can't believe they traded uh, Highland. He was really good for them. Yeah, for the value they it, it was. Yeah. Not a fan there. That, that's that's probably going to come back to bite them, but they're one of the best teams in the West, so it's hard to yeah. take anything away from that. Um, I think just for time's sake, maybe we do the Paul Pierce and KG, uh, you know, ranking next week. Um, All right. And we just hop right into who we played for, man. I yeah. know this usually takes us a bit. Um, did you guys got names ready to go? Yeah, I got one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Um, I, I guess I can go first. Um, so yeah. this player uh, is a current player, so no no games here, being straight up. Cool. Um, <laughs> originally drafted by the Clippers. Uh, he then played for the Phoenix Suns. After that, he spent time with the Detroit Pistons. He then went to the Lakers. Then he played for the Knicks and currently plays for the Dallas Mavericks. 
What were the last three teams? Lakers, Knicks, Mavs. Oh, I think you just tried to sneak one of my own guys by me. Like that I've used what? before. Yeah, I think I know who this is. I if we've used this guy, I did not know that. Clippers, but... it was Clippers then was it Thunder? No, Clippers Suns. Suns. Oh jeez. So there was no thunder in there, hey? No thunder. Oh, okay. Okay. I was going to say, I don't Man. think we've used this guy. We've done so many of this play. We might be doing doubles and not even realize it. But Right, right. I got nothing, man. I need some years. Years, Christian? Sure, yeah. This All is right. Odd. Originally drafted in, I'm trying to see what pick he was. Uh, all right, originally drafted in 2013 by the Clippers. He was with them until 2015 or 2014 15. Then he was traded to the Suns. Spent the rest of the that's back half of the year with the Suns in 2015. He then signed with the Pistons and was there all the way through 2018. And in that season, he was midseason trade to the Lakers. And spent the back half of the season with the Lakers. And then 2019-2020, he signed with the New York Knicks. Spent two seasons there. And then in 2021-2022, signed with Dallas. And he's with them again this year. Jeez. Wow. I don't... I am lost on this one. I I thought I had had something, but definitely not. (laughs) Matt, that is such a random... Career path. I was thinking Reggie Jackson at first, but it can't be Reggie Jackson. He's an old head, too. Yeah. Thunder. Yeah. And then JaVale McGee doesn't track. I don't I don't follow Maxi. I don't follow Maxi Kleba enough to know. Oh no what I thought Maxi Kleba was strictly Mavs. There's no way. Pretty sure he's pretty young. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, this is this is tough. Jeez, you d- you dug deep for this one, man. The current mm-hmm. player too. There you current, go. T- current player, yeah. I'm pretty happy right now. Um. Well, I'll, mm. I'll be the first to say it. I'm tapping unless you want to give a position. <laughs> Christian, if you want the position, that's that's, that's really all I can. He's a forward. Ask for. I still think I'm screwed. <laughs> wow. Mark of the day, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, because Tim Hardaway Jr. doesn't even make sense. No. This guy has no. started 34 games this season. Oh, jeez. That hurts. Averaging 30 minutes a game. Um, no, but it's not Christian Wood either. I can't believe. <laughs> okay, this. wait. What? What? Say the last three teams again. Uh, Lakers, Knicks, Mavs. Lakers, Knicks, Mavs. Ladies and gentlemen, write down the date: February fifteenth, twenty twenty-three. Mark the episode. That's all right. That's fine, bro. I'll save the date when you get one right. All right. <laughs> like, but but that. Oh happens. my god. No, it's not the same. It's not the same. That should be a compliment to you, actually, but. Um, no, I'm just I'm agitated. I can't believe, can't believe. Wait, like he went to the Lakers and Knicks, and I didn't catch the switch. 
and this guy's especially starting Mavericks games. now. And yeah, he's playing. <laughs> I don't freaking Dwight. Powell. I don't know. I no James idea. Johnson. Reggie no. Reggie not... Bullock. No way. <laughs> yeah. He played for the Thunder, man, and where, I used where? him earlier. Where? <laughs> he never played for the Dude. Thunder. I have his basketball reference page in front of me. I kid you not. He was on this team on two K. I'm just telling you, he's not. It's not on his reference page. Let me see here. L.A. What? <laughs> yeah, don't accuse me of not being able to. Read. I well, didn't know you used before, them. but I I, I did use them. them. I, yeah, that's why. But it's fine. Tracks. <laughs> It's, yeah, that career path tracks. I don't know why I was stuck on Thunder, man. That sucks. I think Reggie Bullock is the new Ish Smith. That was that was brutal. That was <laughs> he, yeah, brutal. he usually doesn't play. This is I don't know. It took him seven years, but I guess he's a somewhat decent role player. Yeah. <laughs> All right, no, that's that's wow. fine. Wow, I, I I got myself. That's I'll, I'll take it. Um, in terms of next up, Luke, do you want it? I got a guy. Um, it's, it's, you know, you got a heater. Okay, yeah, I'll. I'll I got I'll, I'll this one. I'll do this one. All, All right, right. So he he started, and I'm gonna start with the years. All right. Oh wait, where you going? I I don't care. Okay, sorry. I'll just roll it real quick because yeah, go for it. He, he started it. in 2007 and eight. Um, oh, 19 years old, 76ers. He oh was with the God. 76ers until the 2014-15 season, which he then was w- with the Timberwolves. You're going to be so uh, And then he got moved to the Nets. And then he was with the Nets for the 2015-16 season. Uh, in 2016-17, he was with the Pacers and has been with the Pacers since 2018-19. Then got, I guess he signed with the Bulls was with the Bulls in 2019-20, 2020-21, signed with the Spurs in 21-22, and then got traded to the Raptors. Um, and I guess he's still currently on the Raptors. All right, well, I, I think Caleb, yeah, I think Caleb's I, got it. Yeah, I'm forced with a <laughs> We might have used here. this before. Uh, no, I, I have him prepped for today. So. Oh. And he's on the Raptors. Oh, jeez. Yeah. That is. What are the odds of that? Man? I mean, seriously, we're running out. So, to be honest, yeah, but we opened it up to guys who've like retired recently too. Like, you know what I'm like? It's not like you have. A- <laughs> yeah, we. Have, <laughs> we have, <but> you have. <laughs> I've been trying to stick with current. Oh, I, I, I. It takes me a good ten minutes to do a deep dive just to find some random, but. Oh jeez, Bulls, Spurs, Raptors. Oh god. It's All right, well, you guys both know who it is, so let me get a position or something. He's a forward. Ouch, of course he is. <laughs> Why can't he be a center, man? Why can't he be a center? Ah, uh, he's you're going to know the name. That's that's a given. It's I'm going to know the name on the Raptors. <laughs> yeah. The right. Bulls might ring a bell, man. Thaddeus Young. Wow. Thaddeus so, Young. 
Okay, wow. okay. Patty Young. You, yeah. For some reason, that did ring a bell. Let's go. I mean, I, I just thought, I was like, who's the like who's an old head on the Raptors? Like 2007? Jesus. Yeah, 2019. <laughs> almost, I did not know. I didn't know that. Thad Young's that old, man. Holy cow. But uh, Crazy. All right, all right. Luke, oh, I got up. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't have any more, so. All right, so this guy was on the I'll, – I'll just give the years right off rip. So oh, he's he on the Spurs from 2016 to 2019, was with the Wizards from 2019 to 2021. And, or I'm sorry, 2019 to 2022, and went to the Mavericks in 2021 where he currently plays. Oh, this dude, he's so overpaid. What? <laughs> Let's just oh. say that this guy has less somethings that normal people all have. <laughs> that will make sense when you get him. <laughs> what? I didn't know that. I don't yeah. know. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> he shoots like that. But anyway. <laughs> What? <laughs> okay, that was probably a horrible end. Okay, I'll just read it off again. Okay, no, so this man started off overseas. He's a foreign yeah, guy. Um, signed by the Spurs in 2016. Um, was there until 2019. Went to the Wizards for three years, 2019 through 2022, and went to Dallas 2021, and is currently there. And let me just let me just make sure. Oh God, what's his position? Power forward. forward. Yeah, forward. Power forward? I just did the most random. Oh, yeah. He's got nine. He's got that Mike Muscala archetype. He's got nine fingers and he plays professional basketball. <laughs> yeah, I want to know. He yeah, and you're, you're going to laugh when you realize what his, one of his specialties is supposed to be. Dwight. Yeah. It's not Dwight Powell, is it? Nope. It's not a bad guess. I don't know. Let's see how he how he Aren't did it, man. Mavs power forwards, Christian Wood, thirteen years old freak firecracker incident. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Paul looking... <laughs> no, I don't know. It just doesn't happen when he was thirteen. But yeah, he's definitely got nine. Full it happened fingers. that long ago, and he still made it to the league. Yeah, um, he's, he's got a strap. I got. I can't think of anybody else. Dwight Powell, so that's Davis Bertans. <laughs> yes, sir. No wonder I didn't get it. I'm not salty. Sometimes you yeah, like say names, does. and it's like, man, why? Why was I even trying to think of that? This <laughs> is yeah. not worth the stress. It's a guy who flies under the yeah. radar. He chucks. Uh, he chucks for the Mavericks, though. I when I was watching him like a couple months ago, he's just. Yeah, he's shocking, yeah, man. I hate him, bro. He's uh, <laughs> every time I watch him play, he's garbage. He's yeah. so bad. Yeah. Uh, it 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 really. I I wonder how Luca gets assists sometimes because you're supposed to, you need your teammates <laughs> to make it the basket. Uh, but no, I I got I guess I took Caleb. So yeah, your second's gone. I I did have one more guy I wanted you guys to tackle. All right. Um. He was drafted in 2016-17 by the San Antonio Spurs. He stayed with the Spurs for four years. He was on the Bucs winning roster in 2020-21 against the Suns. 
that next season, um, so last year, he went back to the Spurs in the offseason and then got traded to the Nuggets. And then the season, he, I guess he just signed a one-year deal. He's currently on the Timberwolves. Uh, He's been like and, four uh, if, in the last year. I, I, I mean, yeah, I suppose you're right. But I, I got a, a hint if you guys get completely stuck. I feel like so, the Bucks playoff run might help. Spurs, big game Bucks, in there. Spurs, Timberwolves. Current uh, Nuggets are also in there. Oh, Spurs, Bucks. Spurs, Last season, nuggets, he got traded halfway through the season to the Denver Nuggets. It's not, and he played. I mean, he did play. It can't be Gary Harris, right? No, Fortunately, not. No. I think he's older too. This guy, I mean, he's he's not like young, but he's only been in the league since uh, 2016, 17. Think uh shooting guard. Okay, so he's a shooting guard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I said think shooting guard. Yeah, yeah. Um, his position. <clears throat> I'm assuming this guy hasn't started a game his whole career. Um, actually, with the Spurs in 2018-19, he started all of them. Wow. Oh, wow. That was a shot in the dark. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he hasn't started really many recently, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, this just this guy, is, guy. He's had some. He's, he's a sharp shooter. All right. It's the next hint. I dude, if I'm being I honest, I do not. I don't know, like the Timberwolves. All right, yeah, my I last didn't... hint is he got arrested this morning. If you guys saw any of the NBA headlines, what? Doesn't ring any bells. No, he got arrested this morning. On Twitter I, was, I was thinking Malik Beasley, but he's already he was already arrested. In no, it, it happened this morning. Similar is it John ja Morant? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, and it's not Gilbert Arenas. It's Bryn Forbes. Yeah, uh, once again explains Bryn Forbes. Yeah. Oh, shit. that was nowhere in we my are, mind. So. This game is it's reaching new levels, man. It's far gone, man. It's either repeats or guys that are buried. I, I, this and is I mean official, official petition to open it up to guys who have retired after 2020. I'm down for that. Maybe even we could say retired after like 2018. I feel like we have to at some point. I mean, we we gotta, already okay, have but it's got if we're gonna go that we'll far, keep back, it like in our era. You have okay. to like know it has to be like it can't be some bench guy who started like three games. Yeah. Oh no, it's like these guys have name value. I mean, it's kind of oh, starting I've, to taper off at I mean, the end. Stick, but stick I we'll definitely get some more. I'm writing this guy out. I got a perfect. <laughs> All guy right, we'll for stick this. with the minimum of five seasons in the week. I feel like that's you know. Okay, but we'll open it up to a couple of years of retirement. Yeah. Oh my! No chance. You okay? Anyway, anyway, <laughs> oh I got. I got. Be one prepared more for the manimal boys. Be prepared. <laughs> I'm getting his career path loading. All right, like. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, so I got. Uh, I got one last guy here, and then we can call it. All right. Um, I believe I I'm not a hundred percent sure, but this might have been one of the OG guys who we've used. I believe he's a repeat. I'm not a hundred percent on that, but I believe that okay. he is. So I'll just throw just that out there. Guess so. Ishmith. 
No, not Ishmith. That's, that's good guess. A, yeah, that, that was good guess. Um, and I also want to say I tried not to do anyone from the deadline, but I I didn't even know like until after because I had to like recheck. So unfortunately, he was part of this past deadline, and yeah, that was an unnecessary hint. But thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Anyway, so <laughs> boom. Because of that unnecessary hint, you get no years. So let's see. No. <laughs> Charlotte first. Charlotte Hornets. Second, Phoenix Suns. Third, Atlanta Hawks. And I'm not saying we got traded to. No, I'm just kidding. He just got traded oh. to the Rockets. Oh, you know. Um, Is it bad that didn't help me? Can you say the first two teams again? I'll just give you the years, man. Okay, this guy... Charlotte Hornets, um, he's drafted by them. I'm not going to say what pick, but drafted by them in 2015, was there from 2015 to 2019, went to the Phoenix Suns. He was there from 2019 to 2022, and was then he went to the Hawks from 2022, 2023, and he just got traded. Uh, let's oh, see. no. <laughs> let's see. Oh, I no. want to say within the past like four days he got shipped. I so. know who this is. Of course you do. The only Hawks guy I can think of that got moved was Kevin Knox. It's not him. I wouldn't shit. think Hawks. I would think. Uh, I don't know what I would think. Player. He was I, that's ninth overall. Game. Ninth overall by the Hornets, if that helps. And it's not Michael <laughs> Kidd Gilchrist. Oh, gee, that would have been a good <laughs> one. That, that was, was my really first good come to mind. Oh, he's definitely going to get used. for next week. Dang. <laughs> oh, um, I can't wait. Yeah, I don't even know where to start. What the heck? He's a big, big man. man. Yeah. That don't help. Yeah, I'll save you guys the time. His I, complexion I, is similar to ours. Well, <laughs> Why did Barsin Gortat pop into my head? I thought you were going to say Polish Obama. hammer. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, no. Oh, I, I'll give, what is it? It's Frank Kaminsky. Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank. Yeah. I, I believe we told you. overall. Too. Yeah. Nine overall. Wow. Nine times. He went to nine times. He went to Wisconsin, I think, and beat someone crazy. In the he beat the, the undefeated yeah, Kentucky beat them, team. The, the, yeah. Harris <laughs> probably, probably yeah. brought him up from a second round to a top 10 pick somehow. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sam Decker, by a too. Mile. Sam Decker. Oh, jeez. Sam Decker out of Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Gosh. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, well, that wraps. I'm sure next week will be just as toxic uh, for who he played for. So be sure for you. Oh, guys. yeah. I don't even know how to study for this. So um, thanks again <laughs> for listening, guys. We'll be back uh, tomorrow with our Super Bowl recap. And then moving forward, we will actually be doing uh, either Monday, Wednesday, or Tuesday, Thursday uh, with football on Tuesdays and basketball back up to Wednesdays or something. We'll get on a more solid schedule right now than just Wednesday, Thursday. We'll iron it out for next week. We'll be good to go. But be sure to check us out on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. And, uh, yeah, tell your friends um, if you like the show. And we'll be back tomorrow. Peace. Peace. Take care.